Hello there. Lash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy in Kamba Hunter, also known as just Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 104. Welcome. Ahoy. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, which you'll find out more about today, comic books themselves, <laughs> you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, on this week's episode, we have a ton of DC Comics news building up to DC Fandom and uh, actually some sad DC Comics news with uh, yeah. a recent wave of firings. We have the Avengers video game beta, which we delayed the episode a day by uh, so we, you can get our experience playing it. We had a ton of fun, or at least I did. I haven't yeah. talked to Hunter about it yet. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and, then, and then we also have the uh, comics of the week, uh, Death Metal 3 and Flash 759 which are the two big ones of the week. If you want to skip ahead, timestamps will be there. But hey, why don't you listen to the whole show? Um, and we're just going to start with a kind of small pitch for our comic. Uh, if you haven't seen on Instagram, our comic came out this past week, Ariel number one. Yay. Uh, it's, a, it's a short mini comic, only nine pages. You can get it on Comixology by searching up Ariel, A-E-R-I-A-L. Or you can uh, DM me or Hunter or the A Hero Story account and just ask, hey, can I get a PDF and I'll send it. I sent out a bunch of them and uh, we're just happy to get our comic out there. We're, uh, I'm very proud of this work. Uh, I'm sure Hunter is too. It, it's really cool like you know, going on Comixology because I, I have a decent amount of comics on Comixology. So um, to actually see one with my name on it and like something I wrote, like it, it, was, it was surreal. It's really cool yeah, to see our names underneath an official comic account. We actually, we made this comic, it finished it around May, I'd say, like beginning of May. It just took a while to get out. We did advertise this comic as a free comic, as it's only nine pages. But if you want to support us, go on Comixology. It's 99 cents. So granted, that's an optional, of course. So if you just want to read it for free, just shoot us a message. We'll send you a PDF because we did advertise as free as the end without knowing that we had to charge if it's on Comixology. But Thanks for yeah, supporting. Yeah, ex- exactly. But if you do help us on Comixology, hey, it's just a buck, but we appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. And the money will be used into printing our next comic, which uh, you should keep an eye out for. The Indiegogo we're hoping to work on soon. We already have the ideas of the perks and stuff. So we're actually going to print our next comic. It's going to be a big deal. I'm, I'm very excited. You guys get like a little podcast exclusive. You know, it's going to be a three issue thing all together in one piece. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I know Hunter's excited. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy. Like, I feel like my writing has gotten better. I feel like Hunter's art has gotten better just from, oh, you yeah. know, comic <laughs> to comic. So, you know, Hunter's sending me some of these pages and like, like I know comic book writers always say like on Twitter and Instagram, like, oh, the right, the artist sent me these pages and I was getting so hyped. That's how I feel. Like <laughs> he sends me a page and I'm like, that's exactly how I imagined it. So, uh, so, <laughs> it's, so it's really cool to see. And like I said, we're both improving and we're only going to get better as we go along. Just like the podcasting, you know, when we started out, oh man, I, I'm scared to listen to the pilot again because <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> I never like will. So bad. <laughs> I never will. But, but yeah, that's kind of like with uh, Ariel. I'm sure we'll look back at Ariel 10 years from now and be like, oh God, <laughs> even though right now I am <laughs> legitimately proud of it. I think it is yeah. a good book. I think it's a good story. And I actually do want to continue the character of Ariel's story one day. But until then, we are working on The Price of Hero Pays, which is the title of our next comic. Uh, It's a different kind of hero. It's a different character completely. It's a different story completely. But I am doing a bit of a different art style approach to it that I'm really proud of. So comparing my art here to art on Ariel, I think I've improved a lot for this one. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm taking a lot more time on it since I know that it's going to definitely be printed and possibly appear in a local comic book store that i live near so i'm taking a lot of time on this 
yeah yeah and um yeah it's been a ton of fun to work on this next book like i'm like the more i think about it like ariel was definitely like a how do we do this (laughs) like like yeah and but but i'm saying like story-wise like ariel is kind of like a general comic booky thing like i feel like the price the hero pays has more adult term or adult like I, i don't even know how to phrase it but like I'm a writer and I don't know how to phrase it. That's a little scary. But, you know, the, the themes of it, I think, are like much more next level and like there's a lot more depth to it. So I'll, I'm, I'm definitely excited. And to go from, you know, only having nine pages to work with to having like 66 pages to work with is is definitely a big jump up. So, uh, the total yeah, pages we're, we're getting a lot of experience from it. 66, maybe a bit more. Yeah, around, around there. Around there. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about halfway through issue one, almost halfway through. So. It's actually a fairly quick progress that we're doing this. I hope to get this out by the end of the year, possibly. Maybe start of 2021, but I'm I'm aiming for 2020 still. <laughs> I'm really trying yeah, for that. Yeah, I mean, if, if it gets out in 2020, it'll probably be like late 2020. But uh, more realistically, yeah. it's probably early 2021. But either way, we want to get this out for you guys. And mm. uh, yeah, so, so I hope you, uh, the, the, the long uh, story of this is that I hope you join us on our next journey. And I hope that you checked out Ariel. And like I said, just message me if you haven't read it yet. I'm uh, more than happy to send the PDF or check it out on Comixology. Yeah. Um, so the, the main focus of this episode, of course, was the Avengers beta. It's why we delayed the episode by but a day. Uh, one, one day, two days. <laughs> About a day, a couple hours, actually. Technically, it would have come out this morning as of recording. I don't know if we're releasing this right after recording or not. Look how professional we are, 104 episodes in, <laughs> not knowing when this is releasing. But hi, uh, this yeah. might be Friday for you, or it might be Saturday, or if you're listening on release. But yeah, we played it today as of recording, which is Friday, which is why the episode was delayed, is the point of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. But uh, we both played the Avengers beta, so uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Um, I was someone who wasn't really big on the Avengers video game. Even the concept to me, I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. When I saw the original you know, pictures and videos, I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really pay too much attention to much else from it, but then all of a sudden it got closer to the beta release, and I was like, oh, it actually does look kind of cool. And playing it today, I actually had a lot of fun. Um to me, though, it went on too long for the beta. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it, it should have ended right when the A-Day sequence went, happened. That would have been the best ending because that is, like, right where the hype starts. And it's like, oh, my God, like, I need more. So it should have ended right there instead of going into the Hulk and Miss Marvel missions. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was fun. But then, you like, you finish the first mission. And it's like, oh, you could do an entirely, like, a brand new mission here, which is roughly, like, 45 minutes long or something like that. Way longer than I thought for each mission, which is yeah. a good thing for the full game release. But as a beta, it feels like you're giving me a little bit too much here. Like, yeah, well, well, so so I have like a vendetta against betas. So uh, <laughs> when I had the PS3, right at the end of the PS3, they released the uh, Destiny beta, mm-hmm. um, you know, Destiny, the video game. Uh, yeah. And the beta of it was awesome. I was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. But the beta of it was so long. I was playing it for like hours and hours and hours. So when I got uh, the Destiny came out on the PS4. So I upgraded to the PS4. I bought like a whole bundle with Destiny. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so ready. The beta was so cool. And I'm playing the game. And I'm like, wait a second. This was all in the beta. And I'm like playing mission after mission. And I'm like, this was still in the beta. And I felt like I was so far in the game. And I'm like, I already know all this from the beta. So I was like, oh, the beta fooled me. 
Oh, so I see. That, yeah. That's where I worry. Like, you know, ever since then, I'm like, oh, man, betas can't give away too much. Like after Destiny, I'm like, I already feel like I knew so much of the game. Mm-hmm. So with this one, I'm like, after I finished the A-Day mission and they went through like the whole like kind of movie type sequence of A-Day, I'm like, oh, badass. End it right here. And then it kept going. I'm like, uh, OK, still fun, but end it, end it, end it. And I'm like, when is this going to end? Yeah. And then when the full game releases, keep in mind, we have to read all those missions that we just did. Exactly. Like, We'll have a bit more context to it because the the second mission you play as Miss Marvel and the Hulk, and it it's not the mission after A Day. Like clearly things happen in between A Day yeah. and that, so we'll understand a bit more what's happening. But we still have to go through that mission again, which yeah, I'm kind of dreading to be honest. I found A Day to be so much fun and mission the second mission to be kind of slow and repetitive. That maybe, well, well, that's just me. well. I I would agree with that, but I also thought it was kind of just like a weird thing. Like the beta is essentially supposed to be something to kind of like test out the kinks of the game and make sure everything's good. So the A day was perfect for that because you play as every single character. You know, you get uh, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. So you you get a feel for every character, and it's like okay, I like this playing as this character. I didn't like this, and they make adjustments. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the side mission or the next mission. You're only playing as Miss Marvel and Hulk, and it's kind of just like, okay, this yeah. is a lot of Hulk. Like, the point of the beta is I should be working out the kinks, but I'm only playing as Hulk and Miss Marvel. So, and that mission went on a pretty long time. Yeah, and it was mostly just a big fight scene, which brings to combat. What did you think of the combat here? For Hulk? Just, just in general. So, I like. It's funny. I I didn't think I was gonna like playing as Thor. I really liked playing as Thor. Same. I thought throwing the hammer was a lot of fun. Same. I thought um, he was the best character I, for sure. Iron Man was a little. I don't know. Like almost I, is bulky the right word? I just yeah. like, I felt kind of awkward flying around with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it was weird because like it's kind of like one of those playable cutscenes where. You're kind of being guided where to go. Like, you just kind of... Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what the problem was. Like, maybe I just didn't get enough free range with it. But when I was playing with Iron Man, I was like, oh, man, can I switch back to Thor? (laughs) Because you you go from playing as Thor, which is like, all right, smashing people with my hammer and throwing it all over the place and, like, big lightning strikes to Iron Man, who's like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. (laughs) It's just kind of disappointing. You just want to go back. But then eventually change to... I think the next character was Hulk, which... I mean, he's strong. He's just a little slow, I find. He's, he's a little slow, but I'm okay with that because it's Hulk. Um, it's the power, and yeah. T- for, for me, the last time I played with Hulk in a video game was 2008, the Incredible Hulk uh, movie video game. I had so, that too. <laughs> so, so it's like to go from that to this is like, all right, this is pretty fun. And yeah, I love yeah. that Hulk game as a kid. So uh, <laughs> so, so I, I thought Hulk was okay. I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Although uh, every time I played as Hulk and even Thor as well, and really even Iron Man, all of them, I was like, man, my kill count has got to be like 5,000. <laughs> yeah, you feel a little powerful there. Were you on normal mode or easy or? Yeah, I I was on normal. I'm I'm not Same. the best gamer, so <laughs> I, I was on I normal too. Game modes on normal, but I was on normal as well. But I actually glitched the game a little bit, which I I messaged you about that before recording. So eventually, at the end of the Hulk demo, you have to fight Abomination, and you yep. said that that was very difficult, right? Oh, I died twice because I don't know every like I would get abomination. I legit had him. He had like 
a millimeter of health. I mean, the man needed one more punch to die. So I go to dive in with Hulk. Like, I hold the tr uh, triangle for, like, the big, like, smash. And all of a sudden, Abomination. Like, I had, like, half my health. Abomination hits me once, and I die. And I'm like, how? Jesus. How? <laughs> this is bull. Yeah, he, he's powerful. So I... He was also the easiest fight for me. Because I was kind of, like... I was kind of rushing, because... I know, like, I was kind of like, all right, I know this is, like, the last fight, and then it's pretty much it, and I just kind of want to get to the war table part of the demo, so he hit me once, and he did, like, half damage, and I was like, okay, this is going to take a while, so I went to the settings, and I changed it to easy, and then I hit him once, and it, I instantly won, like, I beat him in one hit, it goes to that cutscene, and then suddenly my screen just goes all green, and I, I'm still Hulk, and there's, like, fire around me, but no walls or no floors, <laughs> So I oh. had to restart from checkpoint, and restart for checkpoint was straight to the end of the mission. So I kind of skipped his fight <laughs> entirely. Oops. Wow. Yeah. So you know, I broke the game, yeah, which is why this abomination is... like kicked my ass. So yeah. I, I have no idea what the fight's like. I guess I'll find out when the full game comes out, which is you know what this demo's for. It's meant to, if you have like reasonings of complaints or whatnot, you let the developers know, and they'll see if they could fix it. If you know, saying glitches and stuff. So. Maybe I'll message them. Maybe I'll send them like a little Instagram comment, like, "Hey, uh, your game's broken for the abomination fight," <laughs> or something like that. Granted, though, usually demos come out like four months before the game's out. This game's out in less than a month. It comes out first week of September. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised the beta was so close to the actual release. Yeah, like I thought this game was coming out in November, but I looked it up and it's like twenty-one days away. Like that's oh, wow. very close. Do you are we? Are you getting a day one? Like our uh probably. I mean I'm 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 originally I was like, oh I'll just wait for PS5, but now I don't even know if I'm gonna get PS5 right away. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll just get Avengers uh now. So and okay. I do want to play it for the podcast anyway, because I feel like I was gonna say really yeah. cool to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to play it for the podcast. We'll have to play multiplayer too, which you could do on the demo, I guess, but we haven't done that yet. Yeah, well we we might end up doing it uh later today, uh with uh the infamous comic boy. Yeah, it was on the show last week when JD went missing. So. When I when I disappeared. Yeah. Um so so overall your favorite character to play with was Thor? Yeah, hundred percent. Who was yours? And Thor? then and then yeah, Thor was definitely my favorite. I thought Cap was really fun as well. Me too. He was my second favorite, for sure. Yeah, for for me it went Thor, Cap, Hulk, Iron Man, Black Widow. Oh, I would probably put Miss Marvel above uh Iron Man, because the whole time I'm like, man, Fantastic Four would make a cool video game. <laughs> yeah, but this should be a Fantastic Four in this game. Yeah, I mean, fun. basically, you know, Kamala Khan has, like, the Reed Richards-type powers, you know, yeah. stretch. So, She's basically like, every time fantastic. I sound like a big punch, I'm like, this would look cool with uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it would. Maybe they'll be at it one day. I Actually, basically, this is, like, the, the um, like testing area for a fantastic four game i mean if you could do kamala khan you could do reed richards if you could do the hulk you could do the thing so that's that's two out of four right there iron man's flying could be like human torch like johnny storm and, and yeah. blasting the fire yeah so you're, you're you're already basically there okay we're getting <laughs> who was your least favorite to play as sorry did you say just iron man uh well for me it was probably black widow just because i was kind of like like you go from playing as a thor Iron Man, Hulk, right? So you have like all these cool superpowers, and then you turn into Black Widow, and I'm like, and 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 that's who you fight like the boss against. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, pew 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 pew. So I'm just shooting guns, you know. And it's like, um, this kind of feels like every other game I've ever played. Yeah, that's fair. I liked her because she was fast, although it seemed like she didn't reload 
She had no thought of ammo. Yeah, n- yeah, no, she she never like reloaded. Um, yeah. The the uh, grapple gun was not working properly for me. Like it told you to like wait for the circle to turn blue. Yeah. And then you could like grapple to the face. Every time I would do it, it would just like go right over his head, even though I hit the target. So I don't know if that oh, was a glitch or must have been glitch. It worked fine for me. Yeah, I wasn't able to like ever get him, and I'm like, I probably should have gotten him with that grapple. Mm-hmm. My favorite would be Thor, then Cap, then Miss Marvel. Then probably Black Widow, Hulk, and Iron Man least favorite. But I do hear when you go into War Table for multiplayer, you have a lot more freedom to like move around in, and it makes Iron Man way better. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that should be fun. I heard so like it makes all the characters better, but specifically Iron Man feels like a totally different character, and he's way better. So I look forward to that because yeah, I do like this yeah. mechanic where you could literally fly anytime you want. Like you just levitate into the air anytime. I do like that. Yeah, that that that, that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I thought the controls were pretty good. I don't. I, I thought it was a very clean video game. They need a you know maybe like a few patches of like glitches, but I thought overall it was pretty fun. Like I said, when I got up to the A day sequence, like I was like, holy crap! Like this feels like a movie, and like this is like I'm ready for this game right now. And if it would have ended right after A day, I would have been like, oh, perfect. But then when I started doing the Hulk and. Uh, and Miss Marvel mission, I'm like, okay, this is a little too much. And then it kept going, and I'm like, all right, this is way too much. And then I fought Abomination. I'm like, why was that in the demo? I should not have fought Abomination in the demo. Yeah, that's fair. I You do make a good point where it's like a movie. Like the scene where Black Widow, she's kind of like flying through the bridge. And in the background, you see Iron Man hitting guys and Thor yeah. like catching the bridge and Hulk jumping. In. Like you see things in the background moving. It's very well done. It makes me excited for the actual story. It also makes me excited just looking at the... Because, to be honest, Captain America's suit, kind of trash. <laughs> so, yeah. It makes me excited how anytime you want, you can switch out to costumes that you found on Unlocked. So, yeah. there are unlockables in the game where you can find hidden comic books. Kind of like your classic, like, in Spider-Man PS4, you can find the backpacks. And this is comic mm-hmm. books, but they're legitimately real comic books, and you get whatever suit is on the cover. So, they're specifically yeah. made comic books. Like, you find, like, Secret Empire number one, and then you'll have, like, Captain America's Secret Empire suit for example, or even, like, more classic ones, like Red Hulk, and it's cool. I'm excited to be able to customize, like, the suits that I like for these characters. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Avengers. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be getting a day one as well. I guess JD will, too. We'll play online together, and we'll hopefully, knowing JD, he'll beat it within two days, and then (laughs) he'll be ready for the (laughs) podcast review. Like you did with to be fair, I was I was just doing college then. I wasn't working, so now that I'm working and college and side job and other stuff, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to beat it in two days. But you got this. You have to. <laughs> it's, it's it's my destiny after Spider Man. Yep. <laughs> and Miles Morales too. You have to do that for Miles Morales as well. If you oh like god, <laughs> superhero games are coming back. Like yeah, they're, uh, they're listen, I'm back. here for it. I'm here for it. I, I've always said that, you know, with the Arkham games, like DC should be uh, <clears throat> rocking their empire here, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been waiting for it. I mean, we got some DC news later with video games, but uh, you know, let's let's. I mean, I'm here for it. Give me all the superhero video games. Yeah, going on to the news of the week. I guess we'll start off with uh, the sad news, or actually, first let's. Stick with Avengers for a little bit. There was a leak for Avengers. I'll get to the sad news in a second. There was that actual leak for Avengers that I messaged JD about the other day. Uh, the leak was for alternative skins going with phone plans. So if you're with like yeah. a specific phone company and you let the Avengers game know, they'll send you a code to get specific skins for said company. 
It's Virgin Mobile and the one that you have. Verizon. Verizon, yeah. So it if you're with one of those phone plans, you get exclusive skins that kind of look weird. Like, it's just the colors of the company that your characters are wearing. It seems like this game's a walking ad sometimes. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, if it, if it funds the game, you know, whatever. So be it. Yeah, I mean, I don't plan on using them, but hey, if you're with Virgin or Verizon, you get exclusive skins with me. <laughs> Uh, Which, funny enough, to... is our two phone companies. Your, yours is uh, the Virgin Mobile and mine's uh, Verizon. Yeah, literally. So we both get kind of lucky here. Going on for uh, the... Anyways, the sad news I mentioned is DC had a huge Thanos wave of firing recently. Like, apparently, several people were laid off of DC uh, as of, I think, Monday? Monday or Tuesday. Uh, several writers started posting on Instagram and Twitter saying, like, I'm so sorry to hear what's happening to DC. And several artists were doing the same thing. Uh, turns out DC let a lot of people off. According to a Marvel writer, Rob Leefield, who's just contacting these people, it is the biggest comic book layoff he's ever seen in his life since being in the comic industry for the past 30 plus years. So, yeah, we don't really know why. There are people saying that it could be due to AT&T for reasons i don't actually know the reasons it could be due to COVID 19 hitting just sales hard but a lot of people were laid off their jobs and yeah 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 so um it was about like one third of their staff which is pretty crazy for like you know such a big you know company of comics mm-hmm. um it, it's it's definitely sad um and yeah the, the reasons that i've heard from the articles i've read have been that uh at&t kind of wants to uh like, like they were saying, like modernizing DC comics, which means kind of grouping them in more, which means you got to cut off the edges to group everyone together. So they ended up with a lot of people losing their job, um, a lot of editors and spe- uh, like specifically. Um, in addition to the editors, uh, they were able to they chopped a few of their lines. Uh, DC Collectibles, who does like the uh, statues and stuff, and was stuff. was yeah. completely cut. Um, the DC trades have been cut drastically, and uh, DC Universe lost pretty much all its staffers, the streaming service. So the streaming service has been on death's door for a while, but that is probably the final nail in the coffin as it mm-hmm. will be expanded into HBO Max. Yeah, DC, actually, Jim Lee said today that the all DC Universe shows will now go to HBO Max. He said that today. Yeah, and, so. and, and my DC Universe subscription ends on September 1st, and I'm not even renewing it because I... I see no point in renewing it if it's all going to go into HBO Max, you know? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully HBO Max actually comes to Canada <laughs> so I could get it. But I guess that just means you were pretty much only using DC Universe for the comics. And I guess they're all going to be just gone now. Well, if, if they could somehow get the digital comic library on HBO Max, that would be extremely clutch. Even if I had to pay an extra dollar or two for HBO Max, I probably would for the digital comics. It's really cool to have the library. I've been uh, using them for posts mostly because we post a lot of panels. Uh, so it's been good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also cool to be like, you know, if, if I want to try a comic and say I don't want to get the trade or it's not in trade, but it's on the digital store, it's nice to be able to read it. For example, I've been reading through Impulse and – yeah. It doesn't exist in any trades, so I've been able to read it all on there, and it's been it's been really great. So uh, it, it'll be a shame to see that go. Hopefully, that can go on HBO Max. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so the fire the firings, uh, you know, a few different subdivisions of DC Comics. The trades has me very sad because I'm a I'm a huge trade reader. I love trades. I love when they collect the old comics. Um, there's some where I'm like, that's so pointless. Why would you collect that run? But 
Um, they have collected some of my favorite runs, and uh, I'm a little worried. I was telling Hunter before the show, um, two of my most anticipated trades from DC are Young Justice Book 5, which is scheduled to release in, I think, October or November, um, which I already pre-ordered, so I hope they don't cancel that with their cancellations. And then Mark Wade Flash Book 8, which um, they've, they have books 1 through 7 currently. Book 7 collects all the way up through Chain Lightning, so all they have left is the Dark Flash saga, and they're done with Wade's run. Okay. Book 8 has not been announced, and I'm surprised it hasn't been announced yet. So I really hope that they're not like, oh, well, we took so many of our trade guys away. We're not going to collect that run. We're not going to finish that run because it would be so stupid. You only have one book left. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, that kind of sucks. And there was also rumors coming from this saying, like, granted, rumors, not confirmed, that eventually DC might just do trades only too and not do single issues anymore every single issue yeah yeah well that that was that was one of the uh yeah yeah that, that, that was one of the biggest rumors of the like you know the one that i probably took with the most grain of salt but mm-hmm. yeah that they would be getting rid of the single issues and that they would be going with just trades and uh digital comics which is definitely concerning because that's gonna kill comic shops i mean they're already getting killed by uh dc not going through diamond anymore so they're not getting as many dc comics but Mm -hmm. this is this is going to be tough for a lot of comic shops and ultimately what it's going to end up doing is is closing down a lot of the small shops which is sad i mean i know i have a small shop in my town you have a small shop in your town you know i definitely don't want it to die yeah i mean with these shops that are so small like they strive on dc and whatnot my shop specifically they only are starting to get some DC Comics bi-weekly. So a lot of times when a lot of DC Comics come out, for example, this week I actually didn't go to my shop. I went there at first and they didn't get their DC Comics. So I went to a different shop in my city that's a much bigger shop and I ended up getting them from there because my shop didn't end up getting them at all, which is already bad enough. But if DC stops pulling, putting out single issues, then my shop's gonna just going to only strive on Marvel. So, yeah. uh-oh. it's funny because i i said a while ago like i remember when i used to only read trades i was like i wonder if they would be able to sustain like as a company if they only did trades like would that help boost popularity because now you have the wider market appeal of buy all our comics on amazon or buy all our comics on at uh barnes and noble or local bookstores or whatever like I, i was thinking like could that work but then I was like, nah, they need single issues. Like, they couldn't work like that. And now, if that actually happens, I mean, that would be crazy. I feel like they've been kind of testing the waters with the digital first comics they've been doing. Mm-hmm. There, there's been a few so. of those, like Injustice uh, Year Zero, for example. Injustice Year Zero, DC's the Undead or Unkillable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's, yeah, there's been a few. I, I don't know. This is it's, – it's a little scary for the future of the comics. And – it's it, terrifying. I'm sure collectors will be pissed. The first appearance, guys. Yeah, that that's that's us. <laughs> that's yeah. us in a way. With your first appearance of Deathstroke, I got Black Manta, and we're both like collecting all Tinian's Batman run with the first appearance of everyone. So that in a way, that's us, and that's a lot of our listeners too, getting these comic collecting of first appearances and watch their DC's going to announce this huge villain or this huge hero, and their first appearance is going to be digital only. That would that's kind of sucks yeah. you know so i don't know great take take that with a grain of salt it really sucks with these firings happening during what seems like a good time for dc with uh the fandom coming up around the corner here but 
So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, these people that were ended up being let off from the job end up finding their feet. Maybe they could go to Image, Comics, Dark Horse, even Marvel Comics, and maybe get jobs there. But until then, I just feel bad. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with with the uh, DC news, there's also a ton of canceled titles, which is expected. Um, you know, right. it's like 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 we mentioned, DC has been shrinking their line. It's shrinking even more, and uh, we originally thought it was because of a reboot, but could it be dropping single issues completely? I it mean, could it's still be a if, reboot. If move, but if you were going to move from single issues to trade only, you would want to do it on a reboot of sorts, correct? Like you would want to do like volume one, like a relaunch, the best. Yeah, like like so. what Rebirth did with New Fifty Two. But it seems like we're leading up to a Flashpoint event right now. Which I guess we well, well, well so um, I think it was Comic Boy Tyler who said this on a story of something that when you have a reboot in comics, it takes so many editors to you know cross reference work and make sure everything connects. So if you lost a third of your editorial staff, it's gonna be tough to do a reboot or relaunch. Oh God, so is DC actually building the one? Yeah. Oh God, I hope we're wrong about this. I mean, a relaunch. Scott Snyder said like three months ago or something that the current event death metal is going to end changing the DC universe forever. Like he says for everything, but he says, yeah, like he said, 2011. Yeah. He says that though, like they're looking to change some things in the DC universe, bring back old things and kind of make it more balanced again, because he did have a meeting with other writers saying like, we've had feedback saying like, what the heck is happening? What's going on first? And even our last interview, episode 100 of the podcast here, where we talked to Joshua Williamson, he said, every time he puts Barry Allen traveling through time, you make sure Barry Allen says like, what the hell is going on with this universe? Which is kind of like Barry Allen talking to editorial or DC themselves. Like, yeah, get your stuff together. Cause what is happening right now? Things are happening at all over yeah. the place. Is Doomsday called Canon anymore? Uh, you're the villain. When did that happen? What's happening in death metal? And, so hopefully the end of Death Metal will fix that and with these canceled titles, it could lead to that, yes, happening, but at the same time, uh-oh. At least with Rebirth, when Rebirth was coming yeah. out, they said, like, straight up, we're planning, like, a relaunch here, not a reboot, a relaunch, and comics are going to start to end in May and June, they're going to be relaunched. Like, they, they straight up said that before the May solicitations came out. So when May solicitations came out, and it said, last issue of this, last issue of that, last issue of this, which we all knew was coming, but... It did say last issue of Superman, but then next month we're going to get a new issue of Superman, just with new writer, new creative team. So in this case, it seems like things are just being canceled and we don't know what's coming. Yeah. We do know something called Endless Winter is coming up. We don't have like pretty much no information about that besides that it's the next DC event that's starting 2021. Yeah. I feel like that might be a Flashpoint scenario where when Flashpoint came out in 2010, all comics were canceled and only Flashpoint comics were coming out for a few months before new 52 began so well well, i i I was thinking what if it's a kind of filler event like how convergence was okay yeah because convergence was something that we didn't really get details on until it got kind of closer Mm -hmm. and it was like but it was teased as like oh convergence the next big event and it ended up just kind of being like a filler event for dc like you don't remember convergence is one of those huge events no not at all (laughs) barely remember it really but that was just 2015 too so it wasn't wasn't even that long ago yeah so we just have to wait to see uh just going on those ending runs we've already known quite a few runs are our name but just today like friday august 14th 
it was confirmed that a few more runs were running, those including Teen Titans, Hawkman, Hellblazer, Young Justice, and Suicide Squad. All those comics will be ending in November. That will be their last issues. Aquaman, kind of. Kelly Sue, the current writer of Aquaman, will be leaving the comic in November as well. We don't know if it's going to continue or not. It likely is going to continue because they didn't specify that it was the last issue. But a lot of people online are saying that it might be canceled too. That this might be the last issue. And those solicitations might have just not mentioned that. So Yeah, well, yeah, it's titled Finale, so... Uh, and Kelly Sue did say it's her last issue. So we were um, kind of expecting it to be uh, the end of the run. But the other ones were titled like final issue of run. And this one didn't say final issue of run. So, yeah, I, I don't think Aquaman's going to be over. But if it is, that would be another huge one to end. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's weird. DC Comics has been in kind of a weird state. You remember when Green Arrow uh, got canceled and um, Didio and a few other guys were saying like, oh, don't worry, big things are coming for Green Arrow in 2019. And then nothing, nothing happened <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and, and 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 it was like uh big thing and uh black canary is gonna be involved too and then nothing ever happened like it, it feels like so many things are being shifted around behind the scenes that we just don't know about like I'm, I'm just wondering what's going on and it's weird because like kelly sue hasn't been on aquaman that long no. um bendis hasn't been on young justice that long i mean 20 issues is pretty short i mean i know that's you know almost two years, but still, it's pretty yep. short for a comic run for something that was kind of teased as like the next big thing. So, and it was supposed to start like its own you know comic line of Wonder Comics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is definitely interesting. Of like, what's going on at DC Comics? Yeah, I mean, granted, we don't have insider information, despite having interviewed some people on the inside. But maybe it's a question to ask on our next DC guest. What the heck is going on there? Yeah. But yeah, you you do make a good point. Young Justice was supposed to be this huge comic, and it has been disappointing. We both expressed our feelings on it. Feel like it. it I I dropped it. Oh yeah, you did. It just feels like a filler. Like the whole thing, it feels like nothing's happened. Besides Young Justice getting back together. But even when they're back together, it's just fight scene, next issue, fight scene, next issue, fight scene. This feels like what Stan Lee was against. You know, Stan Lee was against fight scenes every issue. He wanted to create, like, family dynamic, which is why he created the Fantastic Four. Because people could read more than just a fight scene. But Young Justice just feels like a fight scene. So, it, it kinda, it's kind of expected, maybe, that it's getting canceled if, due to sales. I don't know if sales were low or not. I would understand if they were low. But... Maybe we'll get a real. I hope we get a relaunch of Young Justice because in the end, the team I, is a good team. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that you know how I feel about Young Justice. Honestly, one of my favorite comic runs of all time is the 1998 uh, Young Justice run. Like I, mm-hmm. I've always said, it was such a special run to me because of like, it, it it was a book that you could really just like purely describe as fun. So yeah. when Young Justice was you know gonna get relaunched, I was like, oh, this is great. I remember for years saying like. Young Justice, if Young Justice got relaunched, like it would be so cool. Like it, it's such a good team; it's got so much potential. And when it got when they announced it, I was like, "This is gonna be great." And then it just it just didn't have that fun feeling. Like it ha- it had its problems with you know the multiverse and all that, but above all else, to me, it just didn't have that fun feeling that it should have had. Yeah, it didn't. It just felt like confusion, which is what Bendis kind of first few issues were like. Oh, every issue we're gonna answer some questions, but we're also gonna add more questions and. That seems like, oh, interesting at first, but it ended up just being more frustrating, if anything. It just yeah. like avoiding questions that we really wanted to be answered and just, like I said, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. And it just kind of got stale in the end, especially yeah. when they're, they, they advertise it as like 
with incredible art by Patrick Gleason and just showing off the the core four again as well as some new characters and it was exciting but then eventually Patrick Gleason left after what four issues and then yeah and then I'm just kind of stuck in this limbo of filler ever since so if it does get relaunched I honestly I I do enjoy Bendis's writing for the most part but I hope he's not on the book. I hope it's someone else. Well, Put well, Joshua I, Williamson. I, I, I've been saying this for a while. Williamson is the man for Young Justice. He can clear, clearly write Bart by Flash this week. I, I think he could really do justice to... I mean, he grew up on those kind of comics, so I, I think mm-hmm. he could do justice to it. For sure. Suicide Squad is also ending, which was shocking to me. Because that's Yeah, fairly I really new. didn't see that one coming. It's fairly new, and it's fairly popular. So, like, a lot of people are saying Suicide Squad is one of the best DC books coming out right now. And here it is being canceled. So, obviously, we're going to get a relaunch when The Suicide Squad comes out, James Gunn's movie. Yeah. Like most live-action comic book movies do, just creating new comic runs. But that was the most shocking one to me, I think. Either that or Young Justice. Teen Titans? I feel like I've heard Teen Titans was ending for, like, months now. I'm, I'm actually shocked it made it this long. I've heard nothing but, like, terrible things about it. <laughs> I dropped it very early on. Unfortunately, I dropped it uh, before... Um, the Diamond Who Laughs issue, which is sad because that issue is worth so much money. Yeah, I got um, that one. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had Teen Titans told. Uh, by the way, if, if if you don't know somehow, if you were collecting Teen Titans and Rebirth early on and you happen to have number 12, that is the first appearance of the Batman Who Laughs. And that issue that you bought for $3 is worth like couple anywhere between like 150 and like $300. So uh, enjoy. And going up with every Batman Who Laughs appearance. So like this week yeah. it probably went up. It's probably going to go up next issue, next death metal issue. So it's going up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe check your comic collection, see if you have it. You might, you might have even bought it by accident. So check it out. Uh, I guess we could continue with the solicitations here because all this news of canceled comics came from the DC Comics solicitations that came out this week. Uh, yeah. Punchline, everyone's favorite new villain. Punchline is getting a one-shot story, not a series, but her own one-shot issue. It's gonna be double size, so about sixty-four issues, around the same size as our future comic coming out. Press Hero Pay is coming soon. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, we don't really know much details on it. We've seen the cover, we've seen a little information on it. It seems like it's gonna be a better retelling of her origin, where it seems like James Tinian writer is gonna get a lot more than just like six pages to work with for origin story. How did this college kid become edgy and punch liney and how did she meet the Joker kind of thing? So, I mean, I understand why it's coming money, but I also understand why it was pitched. It's a, it's understandable. Like this is a very well, popular well, well, character. Well, I was going to say like all, all of this could be told in a Batman story, but I get, I understand why they're doing it. I mean, it's going to sell and there's going to be the, the punchline collectors who are like, oh, I need to have Batman 89 and Hell- Hell's Horizon 3 and her first cover appearance and and this one, like, have them all in That's like, a me. set. But... <laughs> That's me unintentionally. <laughs> I, I, I certainly won't be buying this. I just, I'm sick of, like, I, I, and I think punchline is a cool concept, but they're overdoing it, DC. Like, they, they just milk and milk and milk. I mean, you sent the meme, I, I can milk you. <laughs> yeah, I can milk you. But I actually do like Punchline. I think she is a decently written character. I like how oh, she's I, I think it's like, a cool concept. Yeah, she's kind of like Harley Quinn's antagonist now. Or arch villain, in a way. So, her appearances in Batman, like the regular Batman comic, I have been enjoying. Like, I think she's decently written. I'm looking forward to her next appearance. But we don't need to see her everywhere. 
which we have been yeah. recently. Like, she's everywhere. So, you know, I probably won't be buying it, too. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll probably get to the comic book store when it comes out. I'll see it, and then I'll probably pay for it. But as of now, I don't plan on it. More interesting news from the, solici- the solicitations that came out for November. Uh, Batman issue 102 will introduce another new character, which was what James Tinian seems to love to do, introducing new characters. So if you're not reading Batman right now, or if you are reading Batman right now, please buy physical copies because a lot of these issues are going to be worth a lot of money in the future, especially if one of these characters gets a live action appearance, then the price will just go right up. Um, moving on, pra- Superboy Prime is coming to Death Metal, which we heard from Scott Snyder that Superboy Prime was re- returning, but he ended up returning Shazam. And I personally thought that was it. I thought he was going to be Shazam. They're going to do a Superboy Prime arc. The end. But nope, he's coming straight to Death Metal. What do you think? Uh, I had a feeling he was going to come to Death or come to a Scott Snyder book eventually, because why else would Scott Snyder be talking about it in that interview? Like. He obviously was going to have his hands on him at some point. Um, Shazam made sense to bring him back, like mo- like looking back at it now because it's Jeff's book. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting in Death Metal. It's I think you were the one who said this in the in the group chat where it's like this is kind of the perfect character for Snyder because he loves those uh, kind of punk kids who uh, yeah. you know have too much power. Yeah, I feel so, like, uh, I, feel like I don't Snyder know. Could I mean, actually. I hope it's good. I, I have a feeling I'm going to get some really cringy lines, but you know. Oh yeah, but I feel like Superboy Prime is one of the like Superboy Prime. He's one of the most powerful DC characters ever. But his attitude is very like, shut up, old man, or get out of my way, kid. Like, that that's his attitude. That's the character. Like, he, he's kind of like that cocky kid that no one really wants to be around. But that that's his character. And I feel like Scott Snyder yeah. has already written that character in several Batman that get killed off in Death Metal. So, yeah, this is like a character that he probably won't kill off in the end. So, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not against him appearing in death metal um yeah next bit of news a bit of jason todd news he's appearing in the animated universe for batman returns i think it's called batman the animated Returns. the, the adventures continue the adventure continues yes which is comic books coming out now it's a series that is in the same universe as batman the animated series with Cameron chronized voice it's not a show it's a comic book series apparently it's pretty good for what it is it's just a continuation of that show and they're introducing jason todd in november within those comics so and he and he kind of has reddish hair which i know has been kind of like a uh fan and uh fan canon type of idea of jason todd having ginger hair as robin so yeah, uh, yeah. He, he had ginger hair in a canon comic i think a few for when he first appeared as red hood but they they got rid of it pretty quickly yeah. kind of like they got rid of the white stripe in his hair that people yeah but, so but i'm saying like in the post 52 continuity there's been kind of like a fan canon about the red hair oh yeah yeah there has for sure i kind of prefer black hair but i do miss the white stripe in this hair i felt i felt it differentiated to yeah like said something so kids. you could tell which one's dick and which one's jason from which some artist which one's bruce yeah <laughs> yeah they're all white guys with black hair and blue eyes so <laughs> it differentiates them a bit um, with Red Hood, Sean Martin Bro, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, is going to be writing Red Hood for uh, starting at issue 51. So Scott Lobdell, who's been running Red Hood for the past 200 years, I mean 10 years, <laughs> still pretty close. He's been writing the same character for 10 years, uh, is off the book at issue 50. And a new, I thought the series would be canceled by then, like issue 50 is done, no more mm-hmm. Red Hood comics. But no, uh, Sean... Martin Bro is going to be the new writer starting issue 51, and he's renaming the title instead of being called, being called Red Hood Outlaw. It's going to be called just Red Hood. Uh, 
So uh, the story is about Red Hood returning to Gotham City, and that's all kind of what we know so far. As far as Sean, I can't remember his work at all. I know we looked it up. Do you remember Jenny? Was he a? He was a comedian, right? Uh, yeah. He had like Luke Cage noir and like a few other books, but uh, yeah, not nothing like of of big relevance. Okay, yeah. Uh, we looked it up before the show. I couldn't remember who was on it. Yeah. And the last bit of solicitation news that caught our eyes was Strange Adventures is getting a director's cut coming with, uh, coming in November. So before the series is even ending. All it is is basically it's issue one. It's going to be black and white, just showing the art's note, the artist's notes around there, uh, some scripts that didn't make it into the page, as well as Mashira teased a few pages that didn't make it into the final issue that we will be seeing. So, yeah, cool. The, the cover's cool. It's like both of the main cover, cover and the variant cover kind of combined of issue one. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in some nice Tom King books to have on display, this is one of them. And that's kind of it for yeah. the solicitations to cut our eye next week we should have the marvel solicitations to talk about but it's not out as of yet until then uh last bit of news is dc fandom is starting in like two weeks Uh, week and a half now i know it's on next week i'm very sad to say that i work on saturday i was was so sad so i'm gonna have to have hunter message me everything that happens because i'm not gonna be able to watch too much of it at work Um, i literally strategically be taking my breaks (laughs) for the panels i like i Um, booked it off (laughs) i booked it off my job just to watch this i'm excited like it's like dc comic-con it's what we miss at dc comic-con just all in one panel so they released a script of every panel happening at once, and oh my god, just looking at this now, we should have prepared this a lot more. There's like a lot of panels happening. I'm pretty sure there's none that are overlapping each other. But IGN.com, they have kind of the whole list there. Uh, some things that I'm fairly interested in is uh, the main ones in Hall of Heroes, which is, this is all happening Saturday, August 22nd, by the way. Just on DCFandom.com. Jim Lee actually designed the website himself. He did a little video on Instagram describing how he did that. It's pretty cool. Um, some panels that are, I think, will be the most interesting is one of them being introducing The Flash, which is a 45 minute, or no, not 45 minutes. I think it's just, I know, it's a, it's an hour. It's, it's 40, it's either 45 minutes, one hour, or 15 minutes. This website's confusing me. <laughs> it's one of those ones, and it is all about the Flash movie where the director, the producer, and Ezra Miller will be there to answer questions as well as give a little solicitation of what the movie's going to be about. I don't think we'll have any first looks at all, but we could get casting news. We could get, like, concept art. And, yeah. I mean, you're the Flash guy. What are you, you going to be tuning into this? Well, I guess looking it up when you're done work. <laughs> Yeah, well, probably looking it up for Mark, but yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I think Fandom's gonna be cool. Uh, the one I'm probably most excited for was the thing that we got the little reveal of, uh, the new video game from DC. Yeah, Game Montreal announcement. It's gonna be like an hour and a half long. I no, I, I don't think it was W. Well, uh, Rocksteady was the one who released the art right. though of the, get- oh. the Rocksteady game. Right, we're getting two games then. We're definitely getting well, two games. Well, even the Rocksteady one some people think it actually might be multiple games because it's a suicide squad tease but superman's in the poster so people are thinking that it's either a suicide squad game and superman or a suicide squad game versus the justice league but either way count me down as hyped yeah the suicide squad game sounds really interesting i wonder if you could pick between being the squad or the league 
I think that, that would be, be cool. a really cool concept. I would play the game twice just to do both. Yeah, me too. You could have like two games in one. Some games do that. Some older games do that, like the GameCube and PS2. They used to do those yeah. kind of games all the time where be the bad guys, be the good guys, and then afterwards you get the alternate ending kind of thing. Yeah. So that that would be interesting. Uh, I hope you're right about the Superman game being a thing. I'll be watching. I've been waiting for since 2007's uh, Superman Returns. Uh, I love that game. I mean, it's probably bad, but I, I had it. As oh, a it's kid, probably terrible. I like I haven't played it since 2007. So <laughs> seven-year-old me was like, "This is awesome." But, I you know, it's, it's probably it. terrible. Yeah, probably for sure. Uh, there's a another panel called Warner Bros. Game Montreal announcement at 10:30 a.m. Pacific. Well, well, time. well. So, so WB Montreal, remember, was teasing the Court of Owls game. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reveal. So imagine in a universe where DC Fandom reveals a Superman game, a Suicide Squad game, and a Batman Court of Owls in the Arkhamverse. Woo! That would be cool. Uh, some more things that I want to tune into. There is an Aquaman panel where James Wan's going to be talking about Aquaman two. He says he's already process the script like he's working on the script right now as we speak and i don't know if it's complete or not but he might be talking about some little teases here and there maybe some concept art black adam panel happening at 3 p.m pacific time i am looking forward to that one i am so afraid of the black adam movie like i'll wake up at night in a cold sweat screaming like shazam because i'm afraid of this movie i don't know if it'll be good or not i'm so nervous but i'm looking forward to at least getting some news if you've seen the rock post on instagram he posted about a week ago, like, oh, tune into DC fandom, and there's a quick shot for about like maybe a half a second, and it showed a silhouette of himself in like some ruins. So, it seems like they might have already filmed some things for Black Adam. Did Did you see the guy who made the edit with um, it, it's the end of Shazam where they're all on the throne and it's like uh, who who's the seventh chair for? And then it's Darla saying like whoever it is, we're gonna love them because they're part of the family. And then it cuts to the Black Adam like silhouette. Oh, that's cool. It was so cool. I got like chills from it. I'm like, oh, oh I'm so that's ready. Cool. Uh-oh, he's coming. He's hunting. Oh, man, I'm so excited for that. I'm really looking forward to the Black, Bat- Black Adam panel. I feel like The Rock is such a big celebrity that he wouldn't, he'd be one of those guys that don't say much about this. But he's actually talked about DC fandom a few times online, being like, make sure you tune in. I have some things I need to say. I have some news to share. So it's happening. <laughs> I'm looking forward I'm to that. Shazam's also getting a panel talking about Shazam 2. Zachary Levi will be there along with the director, David Sandberg, same director as the first one, and they're going to be answering some questions as well. Um, oh, did, I guess did, he... you see, did you see that um, David Sandberg posted something like it was like a spoof joke of Shazam 2, but yeah. it looks like the logo, the logo is going to be, instead two of Shazam 2, it's going to be Shazam with two exclamation points? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a joke or not, if that's legit, but I, I dig it. It's a yeah, little... I, I can dig that as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, there is going to be about 30 minute. I okay, this website's really confusing for how long these panels are, but I think it's 30 minutes of the Batman, Matt Reeves Batman, where all it says is Matt Reeves and guests will be on there. On there, Robert oh. Pattinson may be on there. We don't know for sure. Not answering questions as well as showing some things off. So first teaser, maybe I hope. There, oh, right. Speaking of which, yeah, oh, I'm so glad I remember this. There was a leak of the Batman supposedly several leaks oh? happened all within last week and there were several ones like on anonymous accounts on 4chan and reddit and all over the place talking about the tease of the batman how it is made for dc fandom and what it is all these leaks happen from different people and they all describe what seems like the same thing so take this with three grains of salt not just one because it might just be might be real the tease is 
Now, this may be a spoiler for the teaser, but I could be completely wrong and just get your hopes up for nothing. But apparently, it is. it shows the bat symbol in the sky, camera pans down, and you're on the roof of the... Commissioner Gordon's on the roof with the bat signal, and he's talking to Batman. And Batman's there, and they, they talk about, like, some things that Batman basically needs information out of Gordon to achieve, to, like, catch someone. We don't know who yet. Mm-hmm. And Gordon says he doesn't really... Like, he, he clearly doesn't really trust Batman yet. This is, like, a younger Batman. He seems kind of annoyed that he has to work with him. But he's, like... He says something along the lines of... He tells him, like, where it is in the building, but he can't, like, give it to him because he could lose his job. But he's, like, basically telling him, like, you could break in and you could go to this room, this file. It has the information. And then uh, he says something along the lines of, now you have to go. And Batman's like, what do you mean? He says, you have to go now. And then the door opens from the roof and several police officers run out with their guns and Gordon takes out his gun and aims at Batman. Batman jumps off the roof, uses his grappling hook and swings down the building, breaks through a window, grabs a file and jumps out. And then you hear a bit of the new the new Batman theme score happen. And it says the Batman. So, interesting. <laughs> now, yeah, that, this that, is that what, sounds cool. Basically, about six people described this online all around the same day. They all described it in their own words. So... Mm. It was basically the same scene. Some of them, two of the accounts even said at the end when he like jumps out the building, it shows like a flash of a ton of cast faces. Like it shows a flash of Penguin, a flash of Riddler, a flash of Catwoman kind of thing. And then it says the Batman. So we'll have to wait and see. I hope that's real. Goddamn. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, as well as other panels, I mean, you can go on the website. You can just look at DC Phantom schedule and see all these. Um Pennyworth season two is getting one. I had no idea that I was even getting a season two. Basically, every yeah, TV either. show is getting one, including Superman and Lois. They're getting their own panel. Um, one of them is called Watchmen Unmasks Expanding the Watchmen Universe, which scares me. Uh, Com- <laughs> Tyler Commonboy actually mentioned me on this, being like, this title actually terrifies me. <laughs> so He's not yeah. wrong, though. Yeah, yeah. Spending the Watchmen Universe is a little scary. Tom King is hosting that one, so maybe he's just talking about Rorschach, but... We never know. There are a lot of comic ones. There's the three Joker panel, which I plan on tuning in. There's a Joker War panel, and yeah, I mean, just get hyped. It's happening. Not next week's podcast, but the one after that, we'll be talking all about this. So, yeah, I mean, that's about all yeah. I could say. Like, those are the main panels that we want to see. I mean, there's more. There's Wonder Woman panels. There's no Superman panels, unfortunately, but there's a there's a Justice League Zack Snyder panel, which will probably show the first trailer. So, yeah. Tune in to August 22nd, I believe, to the DC Fandom website. Yeah, now we'll go on to the comics of the week. Yeah, so uh, Death Metal 3, (laughs) what did you think? Um, This was an issue. I didn't like it. I I I also feel those feelings. What what about it did you not like? Okay, uh, I wasn't sure if that was like a risky thing to say or not. Like what? No, I, I, I felt the same way. Um. Well, it felt like very dumb. I didn't like the the saving the hero scene. So I, I love the art. I agree one hundred percent. When you messaged that, one hundred percent agreed. So basically, the to kind of paint the picture here for those listening, Superman is kind of in this prison and Batman and Wonder Woman go and save him. Okay, cool. Superman explains, hey, every other superhero is in this prison here. We got to get them all out. They're, like, they're, they're trapped in this box. And they're like, all right, we got to save them. So Superman walks over, uses his heat vision, vision to kind of melt down the metal, then just tear it open. And there's every hero. Not every hero like in prison cells beat up, kind of like 
losing hope. They're all just standing there, like, tightly together and creepily smiling as if it's, like, a surprise birthday party when Superman opens it. Like, <laughs> right where he tears the wall down, they're all there, like, waiting, like, hey! Which is kind of like, okay. Like, if I were to write this, I would have wrote Superman maybe tearing down the wall and they're all, like, beat up. Maybe they're out of uniform. They, like, the the men are growing facial hair and they're, they're like, all starting to lose hope. But as soon as they see that S symbol of Superman coming in slowly their eyes start to gleam they start to get hope they start to stand up and walk over to superman being like thank god you're here kind of thing but instead they're all here with fresh haircuts shiny suits smiling so it's like all right and even then the green lanterns they're all in their suits they all have their power rings you're telling me none of those green lanterns could have torn a hole in that wall that not very thick metal wall it's just kind of by by the by the way little like um thing you have the comic funny correct yeah i do Tell me how Jordan is not John Krasinski right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, the chin. He literally looks exactly like John Krasinski. Like, I know sometimes artists will base, you know, certain actors for their work. It, it literally looks exactly like him. With the chin and the hair, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of people want John as Green Lantern, so not against it, you know? <laughs> it's cool to see Nightwing again. I mean, this is, like, basically the first comic we've had where it's not Rick Grayson since Nightwing was shot. So, And Greg Apollo yeah. draws a fantastic Nightwing. Nothing against the art here. They all look fantastic. It's just the fresh haircuts and the smiles is a little like, okay, were they really trapped? <laughs> like, yeah. It, it should have been like the animated Justice League Dark Apocalypse War where they all look like beaten and terrible. Yeah, I, I would have expected the Green Lanterns not have their rings and be like destroyed. Maybe the rings were in some sort of box trying to get out. Like in Hal and Pals when they had Hal's, or Kyle's ring in that box. Or they do something like... Um, they're all beat up like they're in they're physically injured they're on the ground like they're they're starving themselves basically but instead they all look perfectly fine even raven has the biggest smile on their face which is really creepy you so, know who's but, the biggest prisoner in this whole issue what jaro oh yeah jaro okay that i didn't mind i didn't mind that. that that cracked me up i don't know why it like i turned the page and then or i'm sorry i i actually had to scroll because i i um, long story short, I, I, my comic shop didn't have it, so I had to order it off eBay, so I had to uh, read it online. But me scrolling down, and the next panel reveal is uh, is Jaro with like a prison <clears throat> outfit, holding like a mini hammer and, and like beating up rock. Like th- that cracked me up so hard. Like I, I don't know why, but I was like, of course, like uh, of course. He's like your typical cartoon prisoner. Like even his line, yeah. <laughs> break it up, he's your like, boss, dad. And, and and then Batman's like, all right, all right, not in front of Clark. Just the, you see, the art's really cool. You have, like, the, the giant Jaro eye just looking at Batman. You see Batman's reflection in his eye. And he goes, Dad? <laughs> and jumps at Batman. I do really love Jaro. I think that's one of Snyder's best creations that he's made. Basically, a little starfish that thinks he's a Robin. And yeah, it's it's cool. Like, he's actually useful, too. He's not just there for fun because he, he is one of the most powerful mind characters just ever. wait just wait until jaro's uh tragic death and at the hands of the batman of the robin king in uh death metal oh god it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen uh and the robin king is gonna say something edgy afterwards too yep <sighs> same page who's that zombie guy at the bottom right i didn't catch that i was actually gonna ask you the same exact thing okay i don't know who that is there's a zombie <laughs> maybe not a zombie uh, Harley says at one point, hey, there's something on your face, and your reply is, that's my face. I thought that was kind of funny, too. But yeah. besides that, I yeah, mean, the art's sure nice. But... Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if that was supposed to be Jonah Hex. Oh, maybe. The art was nice, but at the end, I was just like, I don't really know how I feel about this issue. It just feels like 
Well, no. well, okay. So, so the speed metal kind of tease was cool. I liked seeing all three of them together. Yeah, flash, um, flash, like flash. That, 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 that was a very nice panel of Jay, Barry, and Wally. Yeah. Um, as for the end with Lex Luthor, what do you think of that? Oh yeah, Lex is back, and he's got like a burn scar. Uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's nice to see what Lux is up to these days because I don't really count them him appearing off screen in Young Justice, and I guess he did appear in Action Comics. I don't really count that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm just saying this is where Lex has been. I do like how he's in the Legion of Doom base, but it's like destroyed. I like mm-hmm. how there's a big hole in the wall and he's just hiding out there in the swamp. I do like that yeah. idea, so I'm okay with Lex returning. I th- like I said before, I think Scott Snyder does write a solid Lex Luthor, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with him appearing here. As far as Robin King, a lot of people, I guess, didn't read last week's Death Metal tie-in that Harper Tyler and I had to read for the podcast, where it's the first appearance of Robin King as origin story. Did you read that? I guess you weren't here last week. Uh, well, based on what you guys had on the podcast, uh, my, my shop didn't have it for me, so uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then I listened to the podcast, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's very fine. This Dodged issue was terrible. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I open. Um, I, I subscribe to uh, uh, cover pull cover list, whatever. It's it's like a list of the top ten valuable comics of the week. Yeah. And Robin King or uh, the metal tie-in with Robin King is was at the top because it's his first appearance. And for some reason, the same group that loves Batman who laughs thinks Robin King is going to be the next big thing. So his com- his first appearance was going for like one hundred fifty, and I'm like, oh, of course I didn't get that issue. One hundred fifty dollars, you know? Why would I? <laughs> Yeah, I got it, unfortunately. I'll hold on to it until it goes on a huge sale. Then I'll douse in holy water and send it out. Because it is way too edgy. And that's what this character is. He's too edgy. Like, smiling and talking about, oh, hey, Barry Allen, I killed your mom and stuffed her in my ring. Like, what the hell, Scott Snyder? <laughs> why Why you gotta write that, man? That's not, that's not fun. That's not entertaining. It's just edgy. Yeah. And it just kind of makes the reader kind of like, ugh. Like, I don't really want to read about that. Yeah. So... I don't know. I feel like Scott Snyder really likes the Titan show. After reading that. <laughs> Probably loves it. Uh, the Fifth Dimension with Lobo. I thought that was kind of funny. How he's just shooting yeah. cartoon characters. He's looking for something and he got it. He got a little box and something's in the box. What do you think it is? Because I don't know what it is. I The whole time I was like, what's in the box? What's in the yeah. box? <laughs> it's Young Justice all over again. We're trying to guess what's in the what's in the trunk of Jesse's car. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what it is, but Lobo got a box. Something's in it. My first thought is a is a ring, but a ring. They seem to be acting like it's way more powerful than like a lantern ring. Or yeah, a well, ring. well, yeah. At first, I was also thinking ring, and I'm like, nah, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, this issue confirms something about Batman that uh, uh, people were theorizing before. He's dead. Do you realize? That? Oh yeah. Like Batman is dead. He has a Black Lantern ring, which you know Hal Jordan did at one point, and he was alive. But usually, Black Lantern rings mean you're dead. He has that. I assumed at first that he was like just wearing it like he was alive, but he was shot by an anti-life equation gun thing that basically killed him. You see like a skeleton, but he gets back up after, which basically means he's already dead and the lantern ring is the one animating his body and keeping his mind intact. So as soon as Batman removes that black lantern ring, chances are it's going to be confirmed he's dead. How did he die? We don't know yet. I'm sure we'll find out. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Batman's dead in this time. Uh-oh. Yeah, I I feel like he's not actually gonna be dead. Dead, like it's not like oh this is the oh, end of, Batman. of course he's not actually gonna be dead. Yeah, it's Batman. Well, I, I said that about Alfred too, but it's Batman. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, all in all, though, I 
I didn't like the issue. Just the whole superheroes returning yeah, could have been so much I, better. I, I wasn't a big fan either. I mean, I, I think metal's kind of stalling out a little. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it gets back on track, but uh, man. Speed Metal, which is next week, right? Is that uh, Speed Metal? No, Speed Metal comes out the same week as Flash 762. Okay, so like two weeks from now? Okay, we're fine. Then. No, no, no. Way further. This week we had Flash 759. Oh, that's it. Comes out next week. No, Speed Metal comes out the same same day as Williamson's last issue, so we have like over a month. Oh, okay. okay. I think it's like I think it's like September thirtieth. I think it's the end of September. Okay, we got a ways to go then. Never mind. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of read the issue like a like a three. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 definitely with you. I'm still gonna read it. Like I'll get issue four, but I think I'm done for tie-ins unless it's like I hear it's the first appearance of something. Multiverse that laughs. That's tie-in that's coming out soon. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. For 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 me, the only tie-in I'm getting is Speed Metal. I already special ordered it, but yeah. For the I'm just gonna read the Metal series, and mm-hmm. I already got burned by the tie-ins from Metal One. So yeah, yeah. Oh well. Uh, but Flash was good this week. <laughs> Flash 759 was brilliant. I think it's fair to say probably a top five issue of Williamson's run. Oh, really? Oh, no, I agree with that. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I was, I, was, I was about to say, wait, I don't think that's too controversial. <laughs> no, no, I actually top, uh, maybe top three, top five for sure. I'll, I'll, we'll stick with top five. Wow. Yeah, well, I was thinking when his run's over, I'm probably going to do a top 10 single issue. So I was trying to think through some of my favorites. I think my favorite will still always be Flash Annual 1, the one where Wally talks to Iris again. Like, that that issue was so good. But mm-hmm. uh, this was great. There, there's a lot of great moments in this one. Uh, so originally I was thinking, like, oh, uh, Eobard and Barry's body. Like, I don't know. We've kind of seen it before. Like, is this going to be good? But, but I, I like the way they did it. Um, him and Bart was really cool. Um, I forgot he was Eobard at first when this issue started. Oh, did you? Yeah, I completely forgot. I was like, he's talking kind of like weird. <laughs> like he's evil. talking kind of villainy. Yeah, like, he's like, the only thing I've already wanted was to be loved by the people of Central City. I'm like, really? I thought it was to save the people in Central City, but okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's Eobard Thon. Uh, but yeah, anyways, go on. Uh, yeah, so this issue was Flash references galore. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, Williamson told us when he was on the show, he's like, you guys are going to pick it up. There's so many references, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was like, oh, I can't I can't wait to make the post for it. So I, I did a post on the Easter eggs of this issue. I mean, there's there's references to the Silver Age. There's references to Wade's run. There's references to Bart's Flash run, which I did not see coming. There's references to the New 52 Flash. Like, there were so many references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Bart's Flash, I did not expect at all. And Bart remembers it completely. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this means big, bigger things for Bart because, oh, oh man, the, the more I read Bart Allen, the more I'm like, why is he not a central character in the Flash comics? Like, oh, he's so good. I hope he sticks around. Yeah, I definitely hope he sticks around because he's so good in this issue. Just working with Barry and his reaction to Barry almost killing Trickster. Which was yeah, that that that, well that was good though. Like, and and I love like the like the panel of him yelling at Bart with Bart's flash run in the background. Like that was so well drawn. Like Rafa Sandoval did really great on this issue. Mm-hmm. And just the the dialogue itself with Williamson writing is like Jesus Christ. Yo, Bart yeah. says to Bart like, "Heaven forbid you become the Flash again, right? We both know what happened last time. We don't want a repeat of that, do we? Like Jesus, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's it's, it's like Bart getting yelled at by his father. Yeah. Well, 
his grandfather in a way. Yeah, but but I'm saying like that's how it felt like like being like talked down to like that. Yeah, he's um, just looking down the shadow over his eyes like he's just ashamed. Yeah, uh, Bart going for the kick at Barry's face that that was real or <laughs> Bart's face that that was really good and I, I kind of like the dialogue there like uh, like Barry Allen isn't mean he's quiet he's distant he's awkward but he's never mean so I like that because those are all the things that Bart has felt that. Barry has been to him, you know, in the 2010 Flash series. He always says, like, he feels like he doesn't really have a relationship with Barry. So mm-hmm. uh, th- that, that was really good. I thought that was a nice touch. And then I really loved the Iris and Bart uh, hug. I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for the Flash hugs when they're actually you are. good. <laughs> so uh, you are really you, you do really like those with the Iris and the oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So yeah. uh, and, and then the reveal of Jay at the end. Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but. <laughs> Because you see the you see the line like son, I mean with this with all due respect, and then you turn the page. I expected to see Max. Like that's what I expected. Yeah, that, that, was... I thought I was gonna see Max too. Because I'm like, oh, he's calling him son, but that's actually a very Jay Garrick line, so it that is, works. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and in the speed force we get uh Jesse and Max turning back to normal. I actually kinda like the way Williamson did that, that um Barry's blaming himself, so that's why he sees them as like these zombie, like horrific nightmares, and it's like uh and uh, Jesse says, like, your guilt made you see us as nightmares instead of the truth. So I, I thought that was, like, a really cool, like, switch up there. And uh, if they do that going forward with the Speed Force, I think that could be really cool. Because I feel like there's a lot of potential with the Speed Force of, like, missing speedsters. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that sticks around. I like how it's, like, it's kind of like a dream in a way. It seems like we're not going to get the return of uh, Jesse's father, which his name escapes me suddenly. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Quick. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Quick. It seems like he's dead, dead. Which... You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Too. <laughs> no one's favorite speeder is Johnny Quick, but people do like Jesse Quick a lot. So it's better yeah. her return than her dad. Um, I'm okay with that. Him not returning. I mean, we don't need everybody, but it's cool that we're, Max is one of my favorite speedsters ever. So I'm so excited that he's back. I can't wait for him. Oh, to Max, interact Max with is fantastic. I hope we get a flash hug of Bart and Max because they their relationship is so good together. And Jay, oh his yeah, suit is it's classic. Like it, it's still classic, but it seems modern at the same time. The only difference between this and his regular suit is it seems he's not wearing the sweater. It seems it's more tight, like a super suit. It kind of goes up yeah. to his knuckles in a way, but his fingers are yeah. still exposed. Um, the boots are more like a, like a speedster boots, and his emblem glows, which is so yeah. cool. I really like that. Oh, I can't wait. Also, uh, another big thing this issue, Bart meets Wallace. I forgot that never happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that, that was any even references. I was Kid Flash, and he's like, well, "But I'm Impulse again." It, it almost felt like a kind of a dig at like, "Why am I Impulse again?" Because he yeah, says, "Why?" Uh, he goes, "He goes, uh, but now I'm Impulse." Dot 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 again. So I'm like, "Yeah, get him out of the Impulse title, please." I mean, even Bendis, he did that Bart issue in Young Justice, and it was Bart questioning, like, "I was Impulse, and then I was Kid Flash, and then I was the Flash, and now I'm Impulse again." So yeah. it, it was him kind of questioning, why am I impulse again? Please make him something else. Put Irie, like, like Wally's daughter, put her as yep. impulse. And yep, get 100%. Bart out of impulse. Make him, even if you don't want to make him Flash or Kid Flash again, just make a new name. Like, make yeah. him a new hero. New Kid, suit, Kid new Mercury? Name. Kid Mercury, please. Yeah, white and blue suit as on a yeah. speedster. I'm, so good. I'm here for it. <laughs> give him, uh, give him like, blue lightning, too. If if we're not oh, doing, that like, the... Cool. The color means the speed anymore, which I feel like isn't canon uh, anymore. Yeah. So give him blue lightning, give him white and blue suit. Bam, perfect. Give him like so the impulse like mask. I'd want. I like how he has the goggles, but mm-hmm. yeah, just change up the colors. This yeah. issue, yeah, you're right. Just looking back at this issue, this was like perfection. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I read it so quickly because 
I was so excited to turn the pages. Like I even misread something. So when I got to the last page, I thought Jay said, get the hell away from my kids. And then I was like, <laughs> I thought oh, that wait, too. These kids. I thought that too. Well, like, I was like, oh, Grandpa Jay. And then I was like, oh, wait, those kids. Yeah, <laughs> I totally that too. I thought the dialogue was great. I thought the, the surprises was great. The meetings were great. The speedsters were great. I even liked the how the action with the rose, how Eobard caught Trickster's bomb and just whipped it at his face. Like, Jesus. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of um, Spider-Man 3 when yeah. Harry throws the bomb at, at uh, Emo Peter and he swings it right back. Yeah, it, yeah, totally does. I didn't think of that, but that makes total that makes a lot of sense. I like how um, Barry, even though he's in the Speed Force, he's trying to take control of Eobard's body and Eobard's fighting back. I think that's a really yeah. cool concept. I feel like I've seen it before, but it's cool. I, I like how he's trying to get control yeah. again. Uh, oh, and and for the next issue, which Williamson teased, which I for some reason I did not even think of, uh, he teased a panel of Bart and Don Allen uh, interacting, aka his father. Which I was like, holy snap! They're gonna be in the same story. Like that's as far as I know, and I am the Flash historian. I don't remember Don Allen and Bart ever interacting he's interacted with his mother quite a few times in the impulse title melanie thon but his father i don't know that he's ever interacted with in comics i, I honestly can't think of one off the top of my head here i mean you're the foster story and i know i can't <laughs> i can't yeah so, like, so but so, so i'm curious because i didn't even th- i didn't even think like oh snap they're gonna be in the same book together like there's a lot of potential there, there and is. uh com- comicolic mo uh was messaging me about this and and i think he's 100 percent right here uh, when he says, like, it, it's going to be cool because they kind of both have a similar feeling to Barry, but it's they have one stark difference where they both feel kind of neglected by Barry, who's supposed to be a cool father, but, like, they, they feel like there's a big distance between them. But Bart realizes that Barry's a good man while Don thinks that he's a horrible man. So it, it's there's a lot of potential there. I mean, I don't know of- if it's just the one panel that they're going to be interacting or if it's going to be a big thing, but I, I'm I'm ready. Make it like three pages, honestly. Just give us a full uh-huh. on like nine panel grid dialogue kind of thing. Give us a Heroes in Crisis uh-huh. dialogue besides the killing part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm ready for it. Uh, and Christian Deuce is going to be on the next issue, so I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. that I forgot because I remember Josh Williamson showing that panel off and I completely forgot that's Bart's dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I said... As far as I know, I don't think they've interacted. So this is uh, this is this is gonna be cool. You could probably count tornado twin appearances on your hand. Like they they don't appear that often. Like on your hands. Oh well, well in the Silver Age when they first appeared, they weren't actually even Barry's kids. They were just like um, an Allen like like distant relative mm-hmm. as the tornado twins. But then. When uh, I think it was when Wade was on the book, when he wrote the life story of the Flash, he changed it so that they that the Tornado Twins actually became Barry's kids, okay. and that he went to the future right before his death, had kids, and then and it sacrificed himself in Crisis. So yeah, so the Tornado Twins have really not appeared in much. I mean, any Silver Age issue they're in, they're not even written as the, as his kids, so it's it's way different. And then in the modern age, I mean, they appear in um, a few Wade issues. One in particular that I could think of where they actually interact with Wally and they think that Wally is their father because they see him in the Flash costume. Right. But uh, but yeah, they they really haven't been in much. And then in the like the post Wade era, there's really you know Williamson has been trying to do something different with them by making them bad. So 
I'm I'm ready for it. I, I I'm really sad that Williamson only has three issues left because I feel like, and and he said this himself. Like, there's more stories that he could tell. Oh man, it could be so cool. Oh crap, three issues left. I He's thought got, this was 759, so we got 760, 761, and 762, and speed metal if you count that. Oh. Uh... And then Williamson's <laughs> time on Flash is up. No. I mean, I'll be reading it post Williamson, but man, honestly. With this run coming to an end, this is like one of the best flash runs ever. Like honestly, top three, I would say. Uh, well, well, I, well. I think it, it is fair to put it in the top three. I mean, obviously Wade's run and Jeff's run are the top two, you know, by yeah. default. And then after that, I Williamson. honestly feel like it's got to be Williamson's run. It's got to be. I mean, started off a little rocky here and there, but Jesus, he's been so good post fifty, post flash. Well, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm curious about reading it now like i haven't read lightning strikes twice since 2016 and back then you know we didn't have any of the build-up of like like he always says like flash number nine has you know all, all the things that are going to happen in the run like a lot of it is teased right there so that's the I one we're back now balls, like, like uh yeah. caleb comic savior he reread one through 50 and he said like it's like he really found a new appreciation for those early issues so i i think i may do a reread at some point you know after williamson's run is done i wonder if i'll grow a new appreciation for those early stories i mean i kind of skimmed through when looking for a panel after we recorded williamson's podcast for uh, i think issue four it's where godspeed threatens eobard he's like i'm gonna go kill eobard yeah so because williamson said like that was me foreshadowing that him and eobard are gonna meet and eventually eobard's gonna kill him which, yeah so i reread that issue and it's good like i when godspeed first came out we didn't like him. I mean, we you could go back to our early podcast episodes and we're just like, God, Godspeed is just the worst. But that's mostly because of the internet. Everyone yeah. loved Godspeed. And he got his ass kicked by Wallace West. First fight. So he wasn't that good, but everyone on the internet was like, man, he's like the fastest guy ever. No, he's not. But that doesn't mean he's a bad character. Yeah. So I think now going back, I will appreciate it a lot more than I have now. So... You're right. Yeah. I think I think I do want to reread this run as well. And I, sometimes, you, well, not sometimes, usually comics go better when you read it all together. Like, read one arc together. Oh, like, yeah. I have the pleasure of reading Zdarsky's Daredevil's first nine issues all in one go, in one sitting. That was, yeah. like, what an experience. <laughs> so, reading these all in one go, I feel like I could enjoy that a lot. So... I, I may end up getting the trades eventually for all of Williamson's run just for easy accessibility. Um, typically, I only do the single issues and the trade if I like really enjoyed the run. Like for Zdarsky's Daredevil, I eventually will get the trades because the run is that good. Um, I, I think I might do it for Williamson's Flash. Uh, I did it for Hall and Pals. I did it for Superman Rebirth. Like I have the trades of those because I really like the series that much. So I, I think I can see myself doing it for Flash. And I think for Flash collecting purposes, it's like something cool for me to have. Like uh, our, our buddy Drew, who works on the comic with us, he's got like every Flash book and trade that like that exists. So he's got like the Wade run. He's got the Johns run. He's got uh, the New 52 all in trade. He's got the Rebirth all in trade. So I, I think eventually I'll have to get to that. And I'm working on that with Daredevil. So maybe you'll be, end up being the Flash guy for that. 
Yeah, I want to do the Daredevil too. I was I was telling Hunter before we started recording that I went on a bit of a uh, spending spree on uh, Daredevil books and uh, finishing out Miller's run and Bendis's run. I, I think I'm also going to get the Wade books. I think I'm also going to get the Brubaker books. And I think if I'm getting all these, I might as well get the Zdarsky books. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you seem to buy trades on runs that you like, so that's good. I'm trying to do that with characters I like, so I'm trying to get every Daredevil trade. That's what I'm working yeah. on right now. And I'm also... This past week alone, I've bought seven Thor trades. All yeah, I, I, I see. But I see you've been showing them off. You're gonna have to get a. You're eventually gonna have to get a comic shelf like me instead of having to put them in the long box for showing off your trades because they look cool when they're all together. I will do that. I think because I have three short boxes full of trades now. Yeah, and yeah, that's just for me trying to hunt down all these characters. And even then, I've had Tyler Comic Boy. We've mentioned a lot in this episode. He's been helping me out with these Marvel trades because after this, I'm going to try to get all the X-Men books, well, trades available from like, say like 1990 and up. So I'm going to try yeah. to do that. I'm going to try to do that with Hawkeye too. I've been doing that with my Fractions run. I've got all my Fractions books. And so it's cool just to focus on a character, be like, I want to read all of this character. So that's what I'm doing with yeah, and, and, and Thor. And as, and as someone who has a ton of trades, I'm, I think I'm up to 170 now. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 an addiction. Listen, there, there's worse things to be addicted to than comics. Yeah, but, it's not uh, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I'm up to 170 trades now, and my shelf is you know jam packed. But it is cool when I can look at my shelf and like I have like you know like 20 flash trades, and I have you know Wade's run and John's run, you know all that, and I have. Um, like my Batman trades, I have like the whole Nightfall saga and I have, you know, year one and all that. Like it, it looks cool having them all together. So and my Daredevil is going to be filling in as well. So um, if, if I could redo my trade collection, I think I would focus kind of like how yours is, like kind of by character or by run that I like. Mm-hmm. But I, I do have that somewhat. I mean, I do have a lot of like single stories, too. But like, you know, just focusing on the runs because that, that's going to look cool on a shelf altogether. You know, you have like. Exactly. Like I have yeah. Aquaman by Jeff Johns and then I have Batman by Scott Snyder and then I have, you know, like Daredevil by Miller and then Daredevil by Bendis, you know, like all these different trades like all together. Like it's going to look cool. And exactly. I think that's what you're going to have. So you're going to have to get a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> if I can find room for that, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I'll probably get a shelf eventually. And it's cool to have on display and you can kind of see how mu- like how much Batman books I have and stuff like that. Because I think I have more thor trades than i do daredevil trades at the moment but i have more daredevil content there just because for daredevil for frank miller and bendis i got the omnibuses so ah. for frank miller i could have either picked three trades or 12 or 12 trades i don't know with the three ah. i mean they're thick books but yeah i could have got them all in little ones and for thor they don't really have omnibuses except for a few so i've been getting them trades but like for the Daredevil trades, I have like one Daredevil book and it's like 20 issues in one book. While Thor, I have like a few that's like this is this volume has five books in this one in this one trade. So, yeah, the, the modern Marvel trades typically have like five to six issues. So, yeah, which is like, like, I, like I feel like by the time Zdarsky's run is done, it's going to be so many trades. But like like the, the way Daredevil trades, I think there's like eight of them because it's just small books. Exactly. Like I'm catching up on Donny Cates Thor for the podcast because it's been requested so uh even going for that i'm like okay so there's six issues that or there's five issues out right now uh is there a trade and look it up and sure enough there's a trade coming out next month so <laughs> i'm like of course there is so granted i already have issue one and issue five so i just gotta get three three four a, a lot of those issues are hard to get though because there's a bunch of first appearances and stuff so mm-hmm. there's been a lot of uh uh expensive issues same same with um 
if you try to get Kate's Venom run in single issue, they they just keep taking off. So I mean, I'm hunting <laughs> actually. Uh, like I mentioned in the start of the podcast, I went to a really big comic store this week because uh, my comic store didn't have the DC issues. And I walked in as soon as I walked in, like it's a massive store and they have like every comic. So I'm just like, man, I'm, I, I'm, since I'm here, I may as well like grab those Donny Cake Thors. And I walk in and I go over and I like pick up Death Metal. I pick up the new comics and the person comes up. It's like, oh, are you just getting the new issues today? I'm like, yeah, I think I'll look around too. And she's like, oh, we're actually closing in like a minute. Like, oh, man. oh geez. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, can I get these at least? So I didn't get a chance to look around. So I had to get yeah. going, but. I got the new issues, but I'll go back maybe in a week or so and get those Donny Cape Thor shoes if they're there. Hopefully, if yeah. not, I'm stuck to eBay or anywhere else online that has them. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, that that's Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Flash, and that's our little our little tangent into trades. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't I don't know. I, I love talking trades. I mean, clearly, I have so many of them, so I I love to talk about them. Like whenever Same. someone DMs me about like trades, I'm like, I'm always so excited because I'm like, yeah, now I get to talk about my field. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I give Flash a 10. Like, honestly. Oh, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed Flash. Like I said, uh, top five Williamson issue. I, I think you're right. Top three potential. I'd have to go through each issue again. But yeah, d- definitely one of his best issues. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited where this last three issues are going to go. I think this arc is really going to go down as one of Williamson's best. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Like, he, he's really making this finale really good. Like, this is how you end a comic. It's yeah. perfect. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, this is this feels like one of the best Flash stories I've ever read. Granted, not, not the best. Blitz exists. The Holy Bible. But <laughs> I, I feel like I, it's cool because I feel like, like 20 years from now, people will look back and see running... Or, what's this arc called again? Running scared? No. Finish line. Finish line. <laughs> Pretty scared was a while ago. Finish line, yeah. and they'll be like, "Man, finish line is one of the best Flash stories ever." Like people might yeah, say, "Yeah, well, they, they well, well and one, and it's cool." Like, um, I think I said that during the Williamson run. Like, to be able to experience it issue by issue was cool. Like, I can't imagine you know reading Wade's run issue by issue, like month by month. You know, mm-hmm. because so much like so many insane stories happen. Like, like the reveal of Eobard Thawne as Barry Allen and Return of Barry Allen, and then having to wait a month for the next issue. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Just the hype just building up as you walk to the comic store, remembering like, oh, crap, remember that last issue? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is exciting. And this reminds me of uh, my first Flash comic, which was in trade, which was uh, right when it came out, right when the trade came out, I got uh, Flash Rebirth 09. And mm-hmm. that had the whole Flash family pretty much in it. And during yeah. that, like Barry Allen returns from the dead and the entire Flash family is involved in this huge chase. And this is a comic where the pretty much the entire flash family is coming back after like 10 years of absence so i feel like looking back at this it'll be a similar feeling to looking back at say rebirth 09 today where rebirth 09 was a great story and it had all these members working together and this is turning out to be a great story with all these members working together and it's so cool to be like living in this moment (laughs) yeah yeah and 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 i think i said this when we were reading zadarsky's daredevil like it, it to be reading one of those what feels like it's going to go down as a historic run while it's happening is a really cool feeling because I, I think one day we are going to be able to look back at Williamson's run and like people are going to be like, wow, like that was, you know, one of the best flash runs of all time. And it you know, went on for so long and, you know, so many issues. So to be able to be like, yeah, I read that issue by issue when I have every single issue. Like, like I know I have every single issue. You have every single issue. Yeah. Like it's cool. Yeah. Same goes with the Darcy's Devil. Same goes for 
I felt like that for like Tomasi Superman was cool to read issue by issue. Tomasi Superman, um, Vindity, Green Lantern. Like how turning Green Lantern Corpse. I feel like that's one of the yeah. best Green Lantern runs ever. It's not the best, but it's one of the best for sure. Top yeah. five runs. Or, or like for you, <clears throat> the latter half of uh, Jeff's Justice League, like reading that issue by issue. Like, yes. You know, I, I read that in trade, so I don't have the same feeling. But reading Dark Side War single mm-hmm. issue by single issue, like you know, must have been insane. I have the single issues from Jessica Cruz's first appearance and on. Actually, that's when I started to pick it up. So I got lucky yeah. there. I got pretty lucky there. So. Yeah, I mean, Dark Side War, I remember just, re- like, sometimes you read, com- you remember comics from the experiences, and maybe that's why I love Destroy Dark Side War so much, because of the experience of reading it. I remember moments, like, I remember reacting to moments physically, like, turning the page in elements there. I remember sitting yeah. in my kitchen, I was home alone, and I just got back from school, I would, I remember, I think I still had my backpack on, I was just so excited to read it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember getting home and I remember reading that. And I remember Jeff Johns said something along the lines of don't expect many characters from other Earths to appear to, in this. And already we knew Superwoman and Ultraman were there. And I had a feeling that they were saving Alman for something else. When I turned yeah. the page and Alman was there, I remember like my jaw dropping. And I stood up like immediately. <laughs> I was like, oh, like I was so excited. And that's the same reaction I had when uh, Wally West came back in uh, DC Universe Rebirth issue one. Like, I, yeah, you, you remember these moments of like physical reactions. These, like, I actually got like whiplash from these characters just returning. <laughs> so, it's yeah. cool to remember these. And, like, I read that in single issue kind of thing. So, I get what yeah, you mean, yeah, is exactly. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much the episode. That was, that, was, that was a fun little talk then. You got me amped up about trades now. Yeah. <laughs> you better go make me order some more. I just ordered a bunch of Daredevil ones in here. Yeah, right and I ordered a bunch of Thor ones. I'm still waiting on some to get here, but I want to order more already. I, I also ordered uh, Marvel Knights. Uh, um, it, it's like a Defenders book. It's by Chuck Dixon, who's my second favorite writer of all time. So I had to get it. It's from like 1998, I think. And it's uh, okay. Daredevil, Punisher, and a bunch of that. It, it looks cool. So I'm like, all right, I'll get it. I know what so you're saying. I, I, I got like a bunch of trades coming in, and uh, yeah, I'm just like I, I'm thinking about uh, doing a full Daredevil reread, starting with Miller, making my way up to that's what you know, I'm doing. Current, <laughs> kind of like what you did, but but I want to do it how I've done my impulse reread, where basically like every three posts I post it. So history of the Flash may be getting some Daredevil posts every three posts. I don't know. I'm considering it. I'm history I'm still you know weighing Flash. it. I, I I think it could be good just because I want to get people into Daredevil like. You and I have, I mean, I've always kind of been into Daredevil, but you and I have really gotten into it lately. So mm. I want to share that love with people. Cause like I said, when I was posting impulse, like people would comment or people would DM me and be like, oh, I got an impulse because of you. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's what I wanted to do. So I want to share that, you know, love of Daredevil with people and introduce them to some great comics the way we've been introduced. So it gives, it kind of broadens your audience too to more discussions as well. Cause you're kind of, you trapped yourself in this flash age. You're in the Speed Force right now. Oh, and... I am in the Speed Force, and everyone looks like a zombie to me. No, yeah. but, but uh, <laughs> you know, when I started as the Flash account, it, it was always like, okay, how long can I push Flash content? You know, we have a new comic uh, every two weeks. This is when Williamson's run was pretty much starting. So I'm like, all right, there's at least content, you know, of new Flash comics. That should be good. And I still got to cover all the old stuff. So as I'm covering back issue by back issue and, you know, I'm doing discussion posts, I'm like, all right, this is going on pretty long. Now it's, you know, five years later and I've done 2000 posts and I'm like, wow, I'm still making flash content and I'm not like repeating <laughs> stuff for the most part. So it's like, 
this is pretty cool, but it's like, I, I feel like I could expand at least, you know, not like full, like making myself a regular comic page, like comic, comic book, book JD. Hunter, <laughs> ugh, a regular comic book page. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, like expanding it as like, you know, if I'm reading a run, I could kind of share it with people, not every comic, but you know, if I read a Miller issue, then I'm like, oh, that was cool. It's like how I've been doing with impulse, you know, impulse is 90 issues long. I think I've done, let me see. I, I have it up on my phone right now. Out of out of the ninety issues of Impulse that I've read, I've only done. Wow, I didn't have it on my phone. I thought I did. <laughs> um, wow, this is embarrassing. It's the end of the episode. No one will mind, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll just let you think for a second here as you're looking. Yeah, I was because I, I, I I've been putting it all on a hashtag. I, I put it on hashtag Impulse reread. I've done only three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty. Little math. Twenty-four posts out of ninety issues. So that's really not that many posts, but it's kind of just been like cool moments that I found along the way, or something that would be like not enough of a spoiler that like you can't read the story, but like something to make to spark your interest in the story, you know? Yeah. So, so it's been it's been really cool for that. So if I do that for Daredevil, if I do that for Miller or Bendis or whatever, and it gets a few more people into the comics, that that's you know that's always been the goal of my account. So that's why I'm thinking about doing Daredevil. You, I mean, yeah, I would recommend it. I mean, it broadens your audience. Keep in mind, you're a Flash page. You're only focusing Flash stuff. But you read so many comics. And you co-host yeah, I mean, uh, a comic uh, book podcast. 100, 170 trades. You know, I co-host the podcast. Like, I, I do read a lot of comics, but I only post the Flash stuff. So mm. I, I think it would be cool to at least do a few. Like, like it wouldn't even be every post. You know, it would be if I did it and it all lined up on my, like, full feed, it would be, like, every three posts, you know, do a Daredevil post or every five posts, whatever, you know? I, yeah. I think that could be cool. Okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. You should definitely do that. I highly recommend it. And even when you go through Daredevil, definitely start with Miller's run. Don't read Bendis's until you finish Miller's. And even then, if you have it, I would recommend reading Guardian Devil after Miller's run. And then yeah. Daredevil Yeah, I, I gotta get that trade, which uh, since I'm in the Daredevil spending mood, I guess I'll get it. <laughs> it's, it's a Marvel's Night trade, so it's pretty easy yeah. to find. And then after that, you read Daredevil Yellow, and then you jump into Bendis's run. Because it's yeah. like, whole. Oh. Because Daredevil Yellow, it goes through, uh, it, it's a retelling of his origin story, but at the start of each issue, it's like three pages of him in real time going over the events of Guardian Devil, which makes it yeah. for a great read right after Guardian Devil. And then Bendis' yeah. run, oh my god. There's so many references to Miller's run. I had no yeah. idea. Like, re rereading this, I had no idea how many times he referenced Miller's run, especially when Bullseye appears. And, oh, yeah. And he, Bullseye, he has like the Ben Affleck movie look of the tattoo on his head. And Daredevil just hates that. And Bendis writes Daredevil to be like, that's a stupid outfit. <laughs> you look so dumb right now. You know, but in a yeah. way of like a blind man, of him like on the ground, they're fighting him. Daredevil punches him in the face and fuels the tattoo. And he's like, is that a tattoo? Is that your stupid badass logo? And then he like starts just punishing him and like just basically torturing him by cutting up his tattoo, being like, this is for Karen. This is for Elektra. And just screaming yeah. at Bullseye over things that happened and stuff that Bendis never wrote in his previous stuff. Continuity is so nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. read it. Post about it. Become history of the heroes in red or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be a good name. <laughs> You'll have to post Spider-Man stuff too, but that's okay. You read Spider-Man, so... Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. But yeah, yeah that, that's uh that, that's about it for the podcast we kind of went on a big tangent at the end there but i was i had a lot of fun so uh that's fine. i hope you had fun <laughs> listening and uh if you enjoy the podcast we appreciate a five-star review on itunes if you're listening anywhere else we appreciate a follow slash subscribe definitely helps with the rankings and all that and hey we just like you listening to the show 
Uh, for Hero Story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What?